What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? This is Jack. Sorry. All right. I forgot already. I take my socks off. Here you go. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. Hi, Jack. Hi, Reed. This is Jack. And this is Reed. And this is What's, What's Going, going on, on With Dance, Dance and Stuff. stuff. Now, <laughs> I will just say, it's truly a miracle that we got through that intro. We tried I can't, five times. We really did. I can't believe how many times we tried really to do that. And I but was as like, we go on what? week by week. Week by week, it's gonna day get much, by much day. Um, but, oh, anyways, yeah. I'm going to do a short intro oh, regarding... Why we're doing this. Why are we doing this? So Kimberly Falker, who has the Dance Podcast Network, uh-huh. I'm not sure if that's what it's called. Oh my god. <laughs> well, hi Kimberly. Hi Kimberly. It's a network of dance podcasts. Oh, okay. And um, All I those was, dancers. All I those was, dancers listening to their podcast they while they're on the elliptical. Them. They love or, the podcast. You know, on the elliptical. But I was on her podcast a couple years ago. Uh-huh. I remember you talked about me on it. And subsequently, I've been on a few different dance podcasts, including the stage Right Side with James Whiteside. Which I was on is that one. Another podcast on this particular network. I was on it. So I know I remember that. it. Um, so, anyways, at some point, Kimberly came to me and was like, "Would you like to do a podcast on my network?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "I says yes." <laughs> and I says yes. <laughs> I says yes. <laughs> and then um, and I then thought about it yeah. for a good year and a half. <laughs> Like we do most things. <laughs> and at a certain point, I realized that the podcasts that I like to listen to most are interview podcasts or podcasts where multiple people chat. Yeah. And then interview. Uh-huh. Somebody. Right. right. And then along the way, I realized that, you know, I have very engaged conversations with you, uh-huh. Jack Ferber. Yeah, me. I'm your um, best friend. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're one of my best friends. Yeah, we have, we have some friends. Anyone I like lot. we're friends with, I feel like they, they are our best friends. Was that of, you I was on the phone with the other day that said, I don't have any friends? Maybe. <laughs> that said, you don't have any friends or no, I don't have any friends? you don't have any friends. Oh, I think I was just sad that day. You know? Like, yeah. I have a lot of friends. Well, kind of. I have very close friends. Right. Who know, who know me. And then, and then everybody else. I would say like, but our closest friends end up just being our best friends. But it's, you know, it's also in New York, you can only have like right. three to five maybe. Uh, or just one or two. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah. But just to set the scene, now that you know why we're doing this, um, we're in Jack's apartment. We in, are. In Greenpoint. We're in my apartment in Greenpoint. It's lovely. Thank you. Jack's boyfriend, Jeremy, is our producer uh, slash graphic designer slash, slash web developer servant. slash slash. Well, I made dinner. You did make dinner. So. It had something questionable. <laughs> no, was it was delicious. It was organic. It was, it everything. was organic a deli turkey meat. So imagine <laughs> that someone had stacked up a good half an inch of very thinly sliced deli turkey meat delicious. and then cut it into cubes. So it was impossible to know whether it was tofu, cheese. Well, that's because there also was substitute. cheese in it. There was cheese. There was, there was cheese. dandelion in it and radish. All right. And like a delicious Annie's, you know, light dressing. Because I'm not, I can't eat any grains or rice mm. or like 
carrots or fruit or sugar sugar oh my god carrots are like the devil's candy bar wow i mean you can't even like you can't have that and that's because you're getting your flat stomach back oh my god i'm so snooched right now it's congratulations thank you so much my goal is look like pj harvey by july and i've done it there might be children listening to this so we're going to be careful about our tone relative to Eating disorders. Oh, my God. Oh, right, right. That's right. It's a dance podcast. Um, yeah, eat whatever you want. Just, I'm not. No, Jack's a very healthy eater. And I was pointing yeah. out to him earlier that over the past decade of knowing him in the context of adults in New York City, when I first met him, he went through a pretty terrible breakup and <laughs> was somewhat out of his mind. I was he was crazed. smoking. Yeah, he had really long hair. Oh but... God. All yeah. along the way, he was still eating like a health witch. He was I doing was, yeah. stones, doing herbs, yeah. eating. Yeah. I love that you didn't mention food. Uh, you're like eating like a health witch. Stones, herbs, <laughs> chopping on stones, chopping on nibbling stone on herbs. herbs. Exactly. Definitely like always holding the witches. stones, taking the herbs. I love the herbs, but yeah, I was always, I'm always eating a balanced diet and drinking maybe a, like a turmeric tonic. I love turmeric. It's an oh, anti-inflammatory. Yeah. It's very. Harsh. I guess, but I mean, I'm also having like a ginger lemon kombucha right now during this, which mm. is mm, delicious. But yes, I mean, what I'm my what's I'm eating, I'm just doing the paleo thing. Right. So everyone should eat. Make sure you're eating and lots of protein. It's um, supposedly good for you. To further set the stage for you guys, um, it's evening. It's I don't know what time, time. Eight, perhaps. Around. Um, Who knows what time it is anymore? We both. Well, I worked today. Jack hasn't uh-huh. left his house since Friday. Uh, that's not true. I left uh, for like 10 minutes on Sunday. You did laundry somewhere. And I didn't do the laundry. <laughs> Jeremy did laundry. What is Jeremy did I laundry. Mean, also, to I'm going to just give you a visual. In Jack's bedroom, uh, hanging on his bedroom window are maybe 10 garments, very beautifully washed, hanging on identical hangers, all black. And then you look to your right, and in the closet, only black clothes. All black. It's really, it's Last beautiful. summer, I just decided that I was going to get rid of all color out of my wardrobe because I was just too busy and had too much to think about. So it makes life easier. I got rid of all of it, and now I just have a uniform, a uniform which is like black which, bags. Which, that'll transition us into our history. Our history. Of a uniform. Uniform. Absolutely. Exactly. So uh, what's Jack, the interlocking theme song? Um, do you remember? You went there much longer than me. Oh, sound the call to dear old interlocking <laughs> land of the stately pine. Mana, mana. I don't know the rest. I don't remember any of that. But you know, we met I, at Interlocking Arts Academy. You went for one year and you went to camps when I think there's even more kind of pomp and circumstance in the camp. I don't remember. Wow. I just, like, went to become famous, so... But Jack and I... I started Interlock in 1994. Jack mm-hmm. came in 1996. Mm-hmm. He stayed until 1997 and then left. <laughs> yeah, well, I graduated. <laughs> and then I, I, mean, I, I, I went graduated for my senior year. in 1998. Uh-huh. Jack was a theater major. I was. And you I were? I was a voice major. And, and then I double majored in dance my last year and a half. Mm-hmm. We took general dance together. We were in general dance which together. Which is a class for non-dance majors. Ugh. And God, it was much more fun than being a dance major. Let me tell was you. Was it? Um, oh, wow. You were so great in GD, general dance. I, I was thinking, wow, that boy's clipped. Now, I was I was the star of general dance, basically. Well, yeah, because you were, it was clear that you had a ballet body. But then I went into the dance program and I was awful. Were you? Kind of. Mm. I mean, I looked... 
I look who else was in your class? Roy. He was a year above Sydney. Yeah, his name is Sydney. Um, Matt Prescott, uh-huh. Jason Rogow. Remember him? Oh yeah, yeah, I do. Um, Ricky Hines, I think, was after you left. Uh huh. I don't remember. Justin. Justin. You know he teaches there now. Oh my God! Yeah, so sweet. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Um, Nathan. <laughs> 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 okay, let's stop talking about these people who I can't remember. Um, so, I mean, except for the ones that I did remember. Um, so you went to that, and then that's where, but that's where we met. We met at Interlock, right. and I had that in, it, distinctive memory of you in Sydney's dorm room, which you refused didn't happen. And I just saw Sydney on the subway recently, and I asked him again. I said, "Did that happen with Reed in the Point Shoes mm-hmm. about James Kinty?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "Yeah, it did." He said, "It definitely happened." And that you're lying when you say it didn't happen. Well, we're but, gonna have to agree to disagree. I, I, won't, I, I won't bring it up on this I podcast I now. Know. A lot of things happen, but I was 15. Cool, and I was 16, and I remember you were 17. Okay, 18. Leave, <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone, <laughs> or I'll just tell the story that I remember happening with those point shoes. At any rate, we met so at Interlochen, and then. Oh, and then plow forward God, ten years. Ten years later, I don't want anyone to be bored. Was that ten? Yeah, so, yeah. we meet in New York. There's mm-hmm. some photo shoot at Bryant Park for the members of the New York dance community that was organized by Jonah Beaucaire. Uh-huh, who I was and living with at the time. We show up mm-hmm. to the thing. You walked right past me. Yeah. Didn't, didn't recognize, didn't recognize you. No, no, I recognized you. Were, you were, like, such a, like, stick then. I was dr- uh, androgyny. Yeah. A child. You were I a boy soprano. You were at Hepburn's funeral. I mean... If they can tell, I basically am still a voice soprano. Right. And, and I go all of it amount. Anywhere you um, like. Anywhere I like. It's true. But in the theme song, I'll have you know, I do the low part. You did. I do the you low did. part. Well, I'm doing the baritone underneath this head voice. Right. And so we run into each other at this park, and you're like, JW, because that's what everyone called me in Interlochen. And I was like, who are you? And you're like, it's right. me, Reed. And I was like, what? What happened to you? And you were like, ballet. I did. And ballet. I was like, oh, wow, you look amazing. And then I, oh no, I was still with Matthew at that mm-hmm. point. I wasn't living with Joan yet. And I was like, oh, I'm about to show at the new museum. I've, I have huge doubts that Matthew would ever listen to this podcast. So I, I'm not going to say anything mean about no. him on this podcast. No. I just had like messed not up my yet. timeline. <laughs> no, I really, I don't, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any resentments towards Matthew right. anymore. Um, it's also like. A, a decade ago. That's now a decade ago. Wow, decade right. by decade. Oh my god. Anyhow, and I and then I just it was so amazing. I was like, I have to make this piece with you. And then you did it, and you came and rehearsed with me in my apartment. Right. You in invited Park. me to lunch right after that photo shoot. We I invited you to lunch. We sat down at the restaurant at Bryant Park, and oh. then we talked, and then we made. And well, Stuart Singer was with you. That's right. Yeah. And you made this dance piece, theater dance. Uh-huh. Dance. Performance art dance, what have you. Performance dance. Uh-huh, performance dance. And I was in it. Uh-huh. You were. I really, in my journals, which I... I did no dancing threw away. No, no. I sang a song. You, well, we, yeah, you did. You sang a song that I made you make mm-hmm. through pitches. Mm-hmm. And um, lower, three notes higher, please. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> really, I made it. Um, but I remember in the, my journals I wrote at the time, I wrote, what if I was doing push-ups while... Uh, someone is raping me and Reed's singing. Uh-huh. Uh, because Reed, and I think I wrote my journal, is my past. He's the ancestress. 
Wow. Yeah. And you brought that to life. And then I made it. Yeah, it's true. It's just like all of my shows. Yeah. I just, I, I think of this thing and then I make it. Should we take a break? We're going to oh, take a little we're gonna break. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about dance and stuff. This is what's going on with dance and stuff, as you might may or may not know. So we we plan on maybe telling you about our days. It turned out to be excruciatingly boring. We just so cut it. We just we totally told our days, and I was literally like, literally we did not that much. But you'll find out more about us as time goes on, since we'll be doing this to, until the end of time, yeah, or until one or the other of us die. I don't um, want to talk about that. But we, uh, I went to a show dance last and night. stuff. So dance. We're gonna do dance and stuff. Yeah. I went to a show last night called Catacomb by Beth Gill, which is a so show good. I've now seen in two different settings. Jack saw in a setting that I didn't see when it went up to Bard College. Proscenium here. And apparently today Jack watched it on video. Not today. I watched it this past week. I showed Jeremy um, it, the Chocolate Factory performance on video just because we were talking about choreographers that I like. And I said, Beth Gill's Catacomb is so incredible. And I put it on and we ended up watching the whole thing on video, which... For dance, is hard. I mean, watching for any kind it's of performance really on video is hard. Very. Unless it's Sylvie Guillaume doing tricks. One time I was in a, um, like a conference board meeting thing at the Joyce where mm-hmm. these people from Cuba, from the Malpaso Dance Company, were like, oh, we want to show our dance to the production team, which is uh-huh. New York-based, so they can figure out how they're going to design it. Right. So we thought, oh, they were going to talk us through it. Uh-huh. They were like, oh, no, we're just going to show you a video of the dance. Uh-huh. And I was like... Okay. Uh, okay. It was one hour. Oh God. On, That's of hard. a studio rehearsal oh, video. No, queen. Of a studio. What are they from a studio rehearsal? How do you like deal with what the production's going to be out of that? Because we had to design it. So oh, they were like so. We're, oh, okay. I was picturing they were like we were thinking there's trees in this part. Oh, it was a little like that. <laughs> oh but, my God. But I was sitting <laughs> closest to the TV around this board table. So you just fell asleep. I sure did. Yeah. Sounds like you just wow. just gonna fall right asleep. Wow. When we took the break, we talked a little about when you would fall asleep during shows, which is so good. And I do want us to not talk during about shows when you're in them. In them, yeah. When you're in them, yes. when I've literally been in the audience watching you and being like, "Oh God, I hope she wakes up by the time she has to do yeah, that phrase." No, I know. Because it's you know in a contemporary piece where it's, the dancers just stay on stage. Part of why I knew I'd be okay to stop dancing because I apparently <laughs> stopped producing any adrenaline at all. It truly, you could just. I, it wouldn't matter if there was like you know, three hundred people mm-hmm. sitting in front of you. You'd be like, "Good night," and just uh, fall right asleep. Yeah, it if is, I wasn't actually moving, if my body was at rest, yeah, it yeah, would be. You were just at out. rest. <laughs> Big time. Truly. Big time. So back to Catacomb, which you just saw because she was doing it at, for River to River. At, right. Um, Federal Hall. Federal Hall. Right. Which is, which is 
sort of like that building in Rome, which is maybe called the Pantheon or something else. It has a... Which, and then when I went to Federal Hall last, I saw Roman Castellucci's production of Caesar there. Whoa. Which... Appropriate. A, a tray. tray. It's a, it's a large cavernous stone space with a mm-hmm. huge domed roof. Mm-hmm. Um, pillars and stuff. And Catacomb is a dance that Beth Gill made. I don't know what she would say about it in terms of what it is about, but for me, I I feel it's like a slice of life. But if that life was a horror movie. So so basically it's like a slice of life if you're trapped in the dungeon about to be turned into the human centipede. Oh, oh, oh. It's just like... I see the human centipede part now, which I've never thought of Like day in the life. It's like Uh not when the action's happening. It's not when the guy is coming down and scared. It's just them waiting to be turned into the human centipede. Yes, it's like one one hour before anything happens. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So I, when I saw the piece... I'm so obsessed with that piece. I I talked about Heather and Stuart, Heather Lang and Stuart Singer, who have this re- relentless duet at the beginning that is I love. And um, I told Beth that for me, it was like watching furniture come alive because you're yeah, also yeah. watching. And the costumes are very Who furniture. is the witnessing present? Lafferty. Oh, Jennifer Lafferty. I mean, a star. Yes. And such a fucking genius. And, um... I, I said it was it was like her walking around her house watching her furniture come alive and then oh. this girl appears who seems to have survived maybe having or not have like the ghost of a girl who's Marilyn. been raped and killed or she's been skinned because yeah. she's wearing a skin dress well now she's wearing a skin dress when they do right, that chocolate right. factory she's wearing that purple crocheted thing now she's literally wearing I've a seen flesh colored rubber dress it. it is terrifying I saw it Did, what could you see her underwear Yes. Was it white cotton? Yes. So that, yeah. That was I had, confusing. It was confusing for me too. That was the only part that I'd said to Beth. That was the only thing. Literally, it was my only I feel like, like it would have been totally fine if she'd been 100% nude because we already could see her breasts, but mm. I know she recently had a baby, so I don't know. I or like, I don't know what it means for women to like have their whole body out, you know, well, for some. What it means for anyone to be totally naked. I don't want to do it. You don't. I remember asking you to come out in just a diaper and you refused. You oh, wore a t-shirt, a t-shirt and a I diaper. Sure did. Which in a way made it better, I have to say. I a know. diaper's a little bit on the nose. A t-shirt and a diaper is really... Confusing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that was really good. And then I made you do like a split on the wall and like a yeah, bunch of I did like vibrations. plie uh-huh. on four starch and yeah. then some like penche, what have you. Yeah. And then, and then I like did, up um, around the wall like a clock and then a bunch of knee vibrations. I mean, it wasn't, it was just more like a rotation. It wasn't mm. really like a, a full swing no, no, in the no. hip. It was just an in and out and in, in and out to that song I can't music. remember. There was that like music. A, like a nice it was the animal, the circus of the animals. Carnival, the animal. Swan? Car- no. Or no, it was the cuckoo. It was the cuckoo. It was the cuckoo. Yeah, that's right. Anyhow, talking about, there we are, veering back to our work. A show called Meat. <laughs> that show Important was called. Important work. Meat, a diptych. Mm-hmm. Um, back to Beth's work. So, Catacomb, A Day in the Life. That's what you see, a day in the life of horror movie characters before the horror really sets in. Oh, yeah. I really see... I mean, some horror has already occurred. And that's what I see the Maryland part to be. I see the Maryland part of, like, a ghost girl who appears out of nowhere. Right. And kind of 
is in another dimension. A very Lynch right. in this way, David Lynch. Uh-huh. Um, Jennifer Lafferty is Beth to me. She's, I mean, has uh-huh. the haircut. She's observing right. the whole thing. Uh-huh. And it's it's her observing these different psychic states represented by Heather and Stewart, Marilyn. Marilyn, for me, the dead girl. The skinned girl. The skinned girl. And then, uh, Maggie, Maggie Cloud. Cloud. I mean. Oh, I mean. I, can, I can't Cloud. say enough good things about Maggie Cloud. We I will just have she to say, such a genius. what I realized last night is that her power is in her restraint. My God, she never she, gives it all away. She's really... She really can't do that. There's that part... Does, did, did Beth keep the part in where um, she comes to the audience and really looks with a sort of big Hollywood face and does this hand gesture at you? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, it's so shocking. Because it's not it's not something I readily think of in terms of Maggie's facial persona. Right. And there's this part... Uh, at least a chocolate factory, and I'm, and it happened at Fisher when she did it at Bard when I saw it there, where Maggie comes almost front and then looks out to the audience, opens her eyes really big, and does this kind of wow. really big facial gesture at the Terrifying. audience, which is shocking because especially it's coming from Maggie. I, well, and, and if you've watched her a lot, yeah. for sure, she's a um, dance idol of mine. Though yeah. I am, you know, a full decade older. I know, but we can always strive to be. Maggie Cloud. What? That's all we Your can ever strive do. is like for Maggie Cloud and mine is for Jennifer Lafferty. Right. Like right, I right, am right, right. deeply like I want to and then the thing that's different from Chocolate Factory which I'm wondering if Beth kept is Jen's solo at the end. Did Jen do a solo at the end of this? Well she has a solo before there's a blackout and then Maggie came out. Right. Well, and there's then, not a full blackout. There should be like a pin light on the floor. There was a pin light at the uh-huh. very end, and uh-huh. Jennifer did like a mini solo into the light, and and then it was over. Great, but she did do this kind of mini solo after Maggie left. Uh-huh. So I don't think that happened at Chocolate Factory. I'm oh. sure this is so boring for anyone who's listening, but to me it feels it's important. important because of the way that Jennifer tied it up at the end of what it meant to me in a more psychoanalytic process of mm. now the the person the witnesser this person who's been watching their psyche right. how do they leave behind this right. psychic nightmare we really watch dance differently and and i know that but i how do you think you watch dance? aesthetically uh-huh i well, really I like, watch it aesthetically don't sorry, i yeah but then you really get into like the psychology of it all d i come from graham well so. not really but I do. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that was all. That was like for what limited training <laughs> I have. That was it. You know, you it was from, like. Let's say you come from theater. I de- well, so is Graham. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna say like when Graham started to turn and people were like, actually, watching those pieces when she was making it, the pieces were becoming very narrative. This is uh-huh. like frontier, primitive mysteries. Uh, and then she's getting to the Greek period after she's done Deaths right. and Entrances, after she's done the Bronte Sisters, which, mm-hmm. I mean, that piece. Talk about miming. I've not seen it. Deaths and Entrances. Oh, my yeah. God. It's a little mosquito and amber. It doesn't hold up, quite frankly. It's like a chalice, a oh. chess piece, and they'll really, like, put it down. And it's, it, it's a little it's a little rough. I think I could get into it, perhaps. I don't think you would, actually. I remember seeing it at the Joyce, and it was a cup of a straight couple next to me, actually. We were, they were watching the pieces, and began with the solos of Graham, which are so good, and they did that piece, and the 
the guy said to his girlfriend, wow, that's a real mosquito in amber. Wow. And I was like, Well, the thing with with, uh, Stuart's hair happened last night in Catacomb, and then I started laughing, and Lindsay started laughing. Oh, when he... So Stuart, just you... For those of you who haven't seen this, and it's on Vimeo, by the way. You can watch it. You can... Beth Gill, G-I-L-L, Catacomb. I think it's important that anyone anywhere can see the diverse forms of dance which we have in this city. (laughs) Very. Really. I mean, just to paint a picture, if you're going to... If you were to come into this scenario having only had experience Ballet. with like regular Western concert dance, yeah. you'd be confused. I, I would perhaps. absolutely. When I saw it at Bard, people walked out left, right, and center. They were just. But tell the, the story about the hair. Oh, it was so amazing. So there's this Stuart and Heather, who are great friends of ours, and they're very tall. They begin the piece by doing a repetition of a phrase for I. It's about. 15 minutes yeah. where Stuart is on top of Heather and she kind of slides under him and he goes over her. So she, he sort of births her right. in this way, but her face has to really slide through his crotch and yeah. crack. She turns her face to the side. She can turn it to the side, but there, it's still, she gets squashed by his pelvis. Absolutely. And then she comes up and like sits on him like a lounge chair and then submerges. And back goes in right again. back in and comes out again. Comes and out. Really and it's really so and they're during, wearing, like, let me preface this, they're wearing <laughs> what look like ri- wide-ribbed, wool-knit yeah. tops and tights. That isn't what it looks like. That is what it is. Right. And it's in a beige-ish yellow. Oh, well, Stuart's is, a, like, Mustard. a pea soup. Wow. It's yeah. gotten to pea soup now. Well, they've, had, they've been wearing the same thing for a long time. Yeah. So... During that, this woman next to me, because we were watching a proscenium, so their right. ass was and crotch were right, really right. in your face in that way instead of seeing it at the chocolate factory, how you would have seen it at Federal in Hall, up and no, up we, above. No, we weren't. Well, you're going to be seated at least at ground level yeah. with them, not proscenium oh, no, no, tower no, no, where no, you drop below. That is correct. So, um, and did she have risers at Federal? No. Okay, you were sitting on the floor around. Yeah, on a chair. Got it. Oh, so that, in a way, for that part is above. Because they're on but the floor. Feet and inches above. Yes. Yeah. So this is below them, so you're right at oh, it. Right. So this woman is like, everything's a contest. And this woman next to me goes, I can't. I just can't. We got to get out of here. And so they leave. Then later, when they finally stand up, like a half hour later. Right. They stand up super slowly, mm-hmm. and Stuart takes his hand, and he has this really long hair, which he cut today. Thank God. I saw it on Instagram. And he stood up and he puts his hand onto his forehead and then up through his long, curly, like brown and gray hair. Got a lot of gray hairs. And as he pulled it out, all this hair was stuck in between his fingers. And this woman, two rows behind me, goes, Gross. <laughs> and then I heard her leave. <laughs> I thought, and you know what? I thought that was pretty impressive. Nothing to get people to leave just by the body. Like it wasn't, they're not doing anything uh, overtly sexual, I would say. The no one except, I mean, you do, I guess, see Marilyn's breasts through that. The dress. Pink, the kind of like Lady Gaga. The flesh skin dress. It looks like that dress she wore in um, Telephone. I don't remember. Oh, I do. And uh, it's like this uh, opaque, sort of skinny dress. Mm. Um, 
But anyhow, so you watched, but I want to get back to how you said you watched dances, which is aesthetically, and then I watched them narrative and theater-wise. Right. Which I would totally agree with, except on when I'm watching Balanchine. I can't, I don't put a lot of theater on that. I don't put no. theater on to Stravinsky Violin Concerto. Well, no, you have the, the music is like an element that really drives you through in those pieces. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, though I definitely put theater on Serenade, yeah. but I would also say I mean, the there. music in Catacomb is beautiful. The music is so incredible. Very beautiful. When I, it stops and you think... Who knows? No, I, you do. It's John... I can't remember his yeah. name. I love him. <laughs> I love him. John's my best my friend. Composer. John. John who? John. John. I, you know, I think he's in Dance Mag this month as one of the... <laughs> 30 most influential people in As if. John. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that he would be in Dance Magazine? I don't think so. Making like repetitive org- organ music with like the vocal siren. Ugh. Oh, yeah, it was great. It's so good. It's so good. Well, so that's dance. I love that piece. I love that piece. I, I like couldn't catch enough One about of the best it. Dancers to in this year. You can watch it on Vimeo. Might or might not totally win the best. Confused. It's, is it from this year? Can't tell you. I don't know. I think it's from last year because Jennifer was up for a Bessie oh, for yeah. it and didn't get it. Well, none of us did. No. I wasn't even nominated. You were, though. Last year. That was last year. Have the nominations no, come this up for this year? year? No. You uh-huh. were nominated this year. Uh-huh. And so were you, weren't you? No. I don't remember. No, no, no. They all run together in one, like, as my friend, I remember, like, once saying, um, Oh my god, you know, um, I'm not for a Bessie, and Matthew, my friend Matthew, was like, what's that? And I explained the Bessie, so I was like, well, it's like, dance, and you know, the dance community, and downtown dance, yeah. and he went, oh yeah, the who's who of who cares. Exactly. I mean, our just, our big Tony we Awards. Are, well, we've each been nominated once and lost to once. There you go. So, so here's our big for two times. Two times. Two times, two times. Maybe it's going to happen. Maybe this year we'll be lucky, and we'll walk away with I our I can't Tony. imagine what for. Yeah, well, no. Nope. Did I do anything this year? You did, like, you just designed, I don't even know how many costumes I this did, year. I did, I was, lot. yeah. And I made the vampire goth witch show, sure ballet to, witch show. Sure to win sure to, of Tony's sure to win tons of nothing. Right. <laughs> sure to win the, like, I, I don't, I can't even think of a category. Someone will be like, oh, that, that queen loves Dario Argento. The fact that no one puts Suspiria onto that piece is shocking. It was like so oh, since it is the movie. It's literally based on Suspiria. Right. That people were like Well no one's seen that movie, Jack. That's so weird to me. Well And that's how we get to stuff. Dance and stuff. What's the stuff? Well, stuff is movies. I love movies. I movies are the best. Oh my I mean God, we always are gonna have to talk so about much movies. Better than and one dance. of my favorite things that we do is where you tell me an entire movie I haven't seen. Oh, okay. So which I remember you doing for gravity when we sat in <sighs> where did we We no were idea. sitting at the Smith. We'd just gone to see some balancing probably. And um, some balancing. And um, <laughs> We were just at the balancing. We were just at the balancing, because God knows I'm not going to call it the Coke Theater. At City. Um, at City. And uh, Coke Theater murderer person. Okay. Um, so I, I just had to get, I know I can't get too political on here, but I had to just get in a little you bit. Do whatever you He's want. a murderer. Um, so uh, we went to the Smith yeah. afterwards, and you were like, ugh, I just saw Gravity. And then you told me the entire movie of Gravity in 15 minutes. Wow. And I saw it a year later, and you were exactly right. And I didn't need to see it, because honestly, your 15-minute description, of which my favorite part was when I said, well, why didn't Sandra 
Bullock, I was almost at Sandra Bernhardt. Why oh, that would have been a really incredible <laughs> movie. My God. She's like, ah, I'm in outer space. I hate it out here. <laughs> I gewalt. Um, <laughs> it would be so good. I'm going to see Sandra Bernhardt in like a giant action outer space movie. You're just being like, it's just be fuck Sa- you. Sandra Bernhardt, Isaac Mizrahi's yeah. the George Clooney character, and Mark Morris is yeah. the Indian guy at the beginning. His oh face my gets God. frozen. Oh my God, that would be so good. It would be just so amazing. So, and I remember being like, well, why? didn't Sandra Bullock, why didn't she pull him into the ship? And he went, because she's an asshole. <laughs> That's no, what he said. No you were so upset about that she couldn't pull George Clooney in with oh, her that was terrible. Mm-hmm. She just couldn't do it. Um, yeah. The movie was no fun after he was gone. Well, no. And then she just gets to one ship and the next one. She's like, I can figure this all out. And it was like... So now she does. Yeah, she's like, ugh, Russian, Chinese, sure. Yeah. Whatever. Um, anyhow... I haven't seen any good movies lately. Well, I'll give you a choice. Uh-huh. Can, we can either do um, the latest Alien movie. Which I haven't seen. Uh-huh. Or Passengers. What? What's that? That's the Jennifer Lawrence, Chris Pratt vehicle in space. Can you tell me about them together? Perhaps. Because they both happen in outer space. They both <laughs> have the same premise. Which is? Which is that there's huge passenger vessels going through space with uh-huh. all the passengers in Sleep okay. mode. Uh-huh. They're in their, you know, things. Uh-huh. Got it. And they're asleep, but they're going to be asleep for, in this, in the case of passengers, 130 years Glamorous. or 120 years. Uh-huh. And in the case of Alien, it's like more like seven or nine or okay. less. Uh-huh. And there's hundreds. Oh, in thousands. Okay. Passengers is thousands. It's like a luxury uh-huh. sleep vessel. Uh-huh. And so when you wake up, you get to be on the ship for, like, I guess two weeks to acclimate to, like, being awake time. And uh-huh. it's, like, a mall, basically. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. You can go to sushi and go mm-hmm. to play racquetball. And mm-hmm. you can buy a bag or whatever. <laughs> and so, I just want to tell you about Passengers. Because <laughs> you had more fun at that one. Well, I watched it at home on on the <laughs> on the iTunes. Uh-huh. On the iTunes. Yeah, yeah. it was... I mean, it's terrible. But I want like, iTunes to be one of our sponsors. You just need, putting it out there. You could watch it for one scene alone that will shock you. So, Chris Pratt gets... A, you can tell me about any scene that will okay, shock okay, me. Because okay, okay. these movies are garbage. Beginning and when of you the movie, tell it to me first, movie, I enjoy it more. No people. Spaceship. Traveling uh, through space. Got it. It puts up some big shield because there's a meteor shower. Got it. But... Some of the meteors do a little damage. Okay, got just it. Just a little. Got it. Uh-huh. Suddenly... Chris Pratt is awoken from his sleep. Uh-huh. He comes out of his sleep pod. Mm-hmm. No one else is awake. Mm-hmm. But all the, like, robotic instruments are telling him, like, welcome to the right. thing. Right. Now you go to your room. Mm-hmm. You're one of the poor passengers, so you have steerage. You know, mm-hmm. like, you get to just have a bed, a single mm-hmm. bed or whatever. And you don't get to eat in the nice restaurants. You get to have, like, mush in the mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. So he's confused, you mm-hmm. know? Like, right. why is... What, Wake up! Right. So I'm alone. I'm alone. So he's talking Sounds to the robotic, amazing. like robotic magic screens that mm. give you information, right, and right. they cannot give him accurate information. But uh-huh. he's like, "How much longer till we get to this place?" Uh-huh. And it's like, "We will arrive at our destination in ninety years." Oh my god, he's gonna be dead by then for sure. Because uh-huh. he's a good thirty something. Right. He's so hot. Sure. Mm-hmm. He's charming. I um, sleep with him. Anyhow, go on. So. Then he spends the next year and some <gasps> on the ship, losing his mind. Oh, so. But he becomes very obsessed with 
a woman sleeping in a pod named Jennifer Lawrence. Uh-huh. I mean, that, that's not her name in the movie, but... It should be. She, he, like, reads up on her, I think, or uh-huh. something, and... He's just watching her sleeping all the time. Oh, he watches her sleep uh-huh. all the time. Uh-huh. And he talks to this robot bartender played right, by right. a British guy mm-hmm. who... Should have been my part. Absolutely. Puppet part. Oh. Marionette. They have to see your legs gone. It's and nice. you have little legs, so it'd be easy just to erase yeah. them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then... Chris Pratt loses his mind enough, and it cannot... He's like an engineer. That he like, wakes her up. He wakes her up. Good for him. And then he runs away to make sure she doesn't know that he woke her up. Uh-huh. So she comes out of her pod disoriented, and... She, Is she a rich person? Is it, like, Titanic? Yes. Yeah. So she lives in a glamour suite with levels, right? Oh, amazing. But he's already broken into a glamour suite where he's been living. Oh, okay. Right. But he cannot break into the area of the ship where the, the crew are sleeping. Mm-hmm. He cannot get in, but he needs them to help him figure this out. Right, right. So... Jennifer Lawrence wakes up, they, um, he, he's like, isn't this weird? Like, I woke up too, and you woke up, and he's mm-hmm. like, I've been around for, like, a year already, but it's weird that you're awake, so, like, Gross. let's hang out. So they hang out, they, like, fall in love, uh-huh. they do sex, all of it. And then she finds out that he woke her up. Wait. Uh-huh. He builds, makes a wedding, or, like, an engagement ring out of mm-hmm. some metal. They have all different minerals and stuff on the uh-huh. ship, plants, etc., because they're going to colonize a new planet that has oxygen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, on the night when he's going to propose to her, there's been all kinds of malfunctions on the ship now. Mm -hmm. There's many little things going wrong, Mm -hmm. which is sort of like, why? You Mm -hmm. don't know why. Mm -hmm. May have something to do with the meteor shower. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. So then, what's happening? Uh, Someone rang your door, but just leave it. Oh, accidentally? It terrifies me when people ring doorbells. Well, it's terrifying. And also, this movie's so scary. So so then... (laughs) Okay, we're almost to the end. So then they're at this thing. And yeah, I he, want to get good. It's boring so far. Chris Pratt goes away mm-hmm. to, like, prepare himself to propose or to go pee or something. Uh-huh. And the robot bartender tells her. <gasps> because he's malfunctioning. He tells her that Chris Pratt Even though, woke her up. Yes. How does he know? Because Chris Pratt told him? Yes. But oh, he wow. has promised not to tell him. He's a robot. But not this time. He malfunctions. Jennifer Lawrence gives one of... She gives a real Jennifer Lawrence yeah, performance yeah, yeah. in this yeah. moment. It's amazing. Yeah. The shock in her face. And oh, then she's so good at shock. The confer- she is incredible at shock. That face. The confrontation is unbelievable. She basically, I think she may even say, you murdered me. I work. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Are you going to cry right now? <laughs> oh. It was amazing. Wow, that's amazing. Your eyes just teared up. No, it was really intense. <laughs> You guys, this movie is terrible. Don't see I it. love that. I love that you just cried. Because Tell, retelling me this, this story and Can you Jennifer imagine Lawrence. being Jennifer Lawrence in that situation? Um, yeah, I can imagine anything. Okay. So I can, and I can definitely imagine being like really upset. But if it was Chris Pratt, I think I'd also be like, well, no, he's so hot. But their and lives are over. over. But they can eat and have sex and they're alone and they like talking to each other. Okay. But at any rate, <laughs> they, so then they spend a lot of time not talking and she's like doing her runs around the ship, just like mad at him. She goes into his room one night and tries to kill him. Work. Basically, she beats him with like stuff. With like a bat or I something or like a pillow. Golf it's a big club. Different. Oh, good. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. So then he be- she beats him up. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's really intense, and mm-hmm. she's you know she's going through it psychologically. She's like that. He's already had 
a year. He lose his right. mind. And now she, she's losing her mind. Uh, and I really hope it cuts to like 20 years later and it's played by like Frances oh. McDormand. And oh like, my God. Wouldn't that be amazing? Well, I would, no. And but she's listen, like, I hate you. So then <laughs> suddenly a captain of the ship wakes up. Uh-huh. Lawrence Fishburne. Always. Comes out of his thingamabob. Always. Remember from that like, shark movie? It's so amazing. The Deep Blue. Deep Blue. At any rate, he comes out of the... Th Is he an event horizon? I don't remember. Oh, that movie scared me for dozens of years. Anyhow, go on. Lawrence Fishburne comes out of his mm -hmm. thing, and Chris Pratt and her Jennifer Lawrence are like, Oh my God! And then they're like, You can help us! And he's like, Well, I don't know. And then he starts to really see what's wrong with the ship. A lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they start to discover that, like, there's been a breach by the meteor, and that's why all these things are happening, and there's a part of the ship that they have to, like... Anyways, it also turns out, inexplicably, that Lawrence Fishburne is infected by, like, a million disease-somethings, and he's gonna die in, like, five minutes. He's only in the movie for seven minutes. Work. How does he know? He's like... Because he's not feeling well, so they put him in the med pod, pod. which uh -huh. factors importantly at the end. Put him in the med pod. Uh -huh. It's like, there are a million things wrong with this man. He will die in... Two hours. And did that happen when he was in his sleep tank somehow? I'm not like sure if it was a malfunction. Possibly. Misfunction. So he's dying whilst trying to like get them as much information as possible uh, to maybe fix something. Like, <coughs> yeah. Dies. <gasps> so then he, she and Chris Pratt know what the problem is. They have to like basically patch a hole uh -huh. in this part of the ship. But it's like He's going to go outside of the ship, and she has to pull a lever that's going to, like, blow fire out of the ship, like, right by his head, basically. Uh -huh. And so, basically, she's going to basically kill him by pulling the lever. Fine. But he's like, just pull the lever. Right. And she's like, I'm going to be alone. And somehow she manages to pull the lever, and he doesn't... Oh, he gets just blown into space, kind wow. of. So, she suits up. She goes out into space. Wow. She gets him. Wow. She brings him back in the ship. He's almost going to die. She gets him somehow. Into He's the med huge. Thing. Into the med thing. Mm -hmm. Fixes him. It's her being like, ugh, ugh. Oh, yeah, dragging yeah. It's her newbie rapace yeah. cesarean moment. Yeah, except she's just dragging him on the floor. Yeah, so she good. gets him into the thing. Mm -hmm. He's okay. Then they realize, I think through information of Lawrence Fishburne, that you can substitute the med pod for a sleep pod. Oh. But there's only one. So Chris Pratt is like, I want you to get in it, and uh -huh. I want to, like, allow you to live uh -huh. your life, like, on the new planet or whatever. And she decides, no, that she's going to live her life with him, live out their lives on this ship together. And indeed they do. You yeah. don't see much of it. I can't. But when... The, the ship lands. No. You never see that. Oh, when the other bad. people wake up and start to come into, like, the mall, uh -huh. basically. There's, like, two dead people in the room. No. They have planted a forest in the floor of <laughs> the mall. Can't. So, like, it's been 90 years, and now there's, like, lush trees all in this thing. Because so they did, like, this Adam and Eve, what have you. Big time. Uh-huh. But, but they they're dead. Have, they didn't have kids. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But they're dead. Like, you oh, don't see dead. them at the end. No, you don't get to see their life. Oh. It'd be so cool if when the people came out, they were like, look at this amazing forest. And then they, they, you hear like a child scream and there's these two great. people just like in plastic. Oh my just God. Just like wrapped. And I mean, the child thing would have really, you could have done a five hour movie if that had been the case. I know, but I only like 90 But as minutes, it was, it was like things. an, it was like an hour and 48 minutes slog. It was difficult. Wow. Yeah. That's long. I would only want to see the part when she finds out. 
from that, that point I'm on. sure it's on YouTube. Like, I only want to watch, no, from that point to the end. Because that oh. part, or until she decide, until she gets him back in the ship. That's the only part that sounds interesting. There's a lot of unanswered questions in the ship. Like, initially, you learn that Chris Pratt is a poor customer, so or poor passenger, mm-hmm. so he can't, he doesn't have access to, like, the luxury things on mm-hmm. the ship. But inexplicably, he's eating in all the fancy restaurants. He's cut to, like, it's just a cut to, honey. That's how those scripts are. Because right. I've gotten them before as an Fame actress. Fortune. Yes. And it'll be like cut to, or you know, you'll get montage. Right. It was a lot of montage. Ugh, have to be him doing like that. Dance Dance Revolution. That him was, doing uh, that basketball was when, or whatever. Um, I knew I didn't want to see that one with, I think it was, it's with that guy. It was something about being on Mars. And it the, was the, the Martian, the Martian. I was like, I can't see it. Oh, and I was it. saying to Parker that I was like, I can't watch it. And she's like, well, you know that in, like, 15 minutes, it's just going to be him putting, like, a record on and dancing <laughs> around. And then we tried to watch one of, like, our SAG screeners. And with the SAG screeners are when you get, a, like, a screener movie if you're in the, the Union, which I meant. Wow. Parker. And we're watching it. And the, true enough, like, 15 minutes in, he's, like, put music on, oh, starts yeah. to dance. I was like, no. And turned it off. Oh, I loved it. But I'd mm-hmm. read the book. Yeah, it's not my thing. Kristen Wiig is in it. I love Kristen Wiig. What does she play in it? You know, an Earth person who works at For NASA. how long? She's probably got a good 15 minutes of screen time. Is she funny in it? Not much. Oh, I like it when she's in... You know what I just saw recently was that weird movie called Girl Most Likely with her where she goes home to live Darren with Chris. Annette. Oh my God, Darren Chris. Yeah, I know. We did this so beautiful. Day. We did. We talked about it the other day. He's wow. so beautiful. I like. He is so beautiful. And you think the guy from... Handmaid's Tale. What's his name? Mingella. Max Mingella. Max. You think he is really everything. He's important. He's okay. But it's really the Darren Chris's charisma. It's amazing. He should be called Darren Charisma. Darren Chrisisma. Darren Chrisisma. He's really got Go it. Go back to Glee, everybody, and experience I can't, the beauty. I can't watch that. It makes me feel too old. Well, there's stuff. So we did dance. And then we did stuff. And you guys, this is what this, this is going to be, except sometimes we're going to have a guest. We're going to have guests on it. We're going to do topics. Yeah. We're going to do continue doing movies, obviously, because uh, that really brought me to Yeah, I know. Made you cry. <laughs> Made you cry reliving being Jennifer Lawrence, which is so incredible. I might have to put it in one of my pieces uh, where I have you be Jennifer Lawrence and just I have wish you cry. I wish Jennifer I mean, I think she's sad, but I, I wish I had that you much You think collagen. she's sad? She's very lonely. No, I don't think Jennifer Lawrence is sad. I'm going to tell you a story She's that's going to make you feel sad. For her. Really funny. She has millions and millions of dollars. She's great. Listen I'm to this. Sad. She was working on a movie in Brooklyn. Uh huh. And at some point, her location was found out. Uh huh. Which meant that she was not going to be able to avoid paparazzi. So what they did was they literally. Drove her to the airport to make it look like she was getting on a plane to leave. Mm-hmm. And then she just drove right back. And I'm supposed to feel sad. I feel sad. That's intense. I don't, because I'm sure she's in a really nice car and it had like a nice bottle of water. And I like taking a car to LaGuardia and oh, not getting right. on a plane. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. And What's we, going on? Um, we're going to figure this out as we go. We'll probably have like it's an email where you can ask us questions. Oh, and yeah. Then we might. We don't have it yet. It'll probably be. Yet. Dance and stuff at gmail.com. Gmail. Yeah, unless someone's taking dance and stuff at gmail.com. That would be hard to believe. But, <laughs> but it's not possible. impossible. Don't email us yet. Wait till next week or whenever we do another one. Yeah, sounds good. 
All right, loves bye. You. We loves you. Bye. I will put me up in the desire and my kitchen feel like bigger from the yeah. sky. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>